This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 68 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Gift ideas, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Equestrian Collections brings the whole universe of equestrian shopping to your fingertips. Visit them at equestriancollections.com. And also Equestrian Professional. You can visit them at equestrianprofessional.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. Bring you the news through hell, high water while using their tails as their own fly swatters. So sit on down and laugh till your poop, cause it's time again for Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. This is Glenn the Geek from Lexington, Kentucky. And this is Helena B. here in Boston, and you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Well, there you go, Helena, one of your favorite songs for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it's appropriate since we're doing the Christmas gift hour pick. I show. know. It's going to be a lot of fun today. This is just our picks for of cool stuff that we think is either fun, wacky, or totally goofy for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I think you picked out the goofy stuff, didn't you? <laughs> Yeah, you picked out some more serious stuff. I don't know if I saw anything goofy on your list. Well, I mean, come on. Horse shopping is some serious stuff, man. You, you have to see my office and the catalogs in them. And that's that's no joke. Don't mess with a girl and her horse shopping. Well, I'll tell you what. We had a couple of emails in the last couple of weeks speaking about some past episodes. And one of the two of them we got spoke about the remember we did the horse husbands episode and then. Then you and my wife and a couple of other others did the Horse Wives episode. Yeah. Well, out yeah. of the blue, we got a couple of emails saying how much they enjoyed my wife on the show. Okay. So I think you have an introduction to make. We have a very special guest for this episode. Yes. Today we have with us my dear, dear, dear friend. I love her so much. Jennifer Hebert. Jennifer, welcome. Hello. <laughs> there you oh, are. That was me. Okay, Q, Q. There you, there you are. Okay, listen. This is our chance to go virtual shopping. We get to spend somebody else's pretend money and pick out presents or stuff that we would want for ourselves. It's too bad somebody won't really send the pretend stuff to us. I know. But, you know, if well, I you were know, there. That, that is an option. Um, oh, yeah. Anonymous donations any, are allowed. If there's any takers out there. Absolutely. I know I have have products that you want us to love. Send them to us. We'll We'll love them them more. (laughs) We can be bought. All right, wait a minute. If I were there sitting in your living room, we would be surrounded by horse catalogs and websites circling everything we want with big black marker. And that would be the way we would spend a rainy afternoon. 
that we don't just do this for the show. We do this for fun. That's right. And you know what? We do want to tell everybody that we have started drinking already. So it's uh, past noon someplace, right? It is. It's 1243 where I am. <laughs> you have and your I wine have, in hand? We don't have any eggnog here, but we have, um, we have leftover wine from Thanksgiving. Ah. So I'm, I'm, I'm being naughty today, and I'm having half a glass of Chardonnay from the Sakonet Vineyards, which is uh, out here in Little Compton. She does sound all warm and fuzzy, doesn't she? I feel warm and fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't – I'll tell you something. Drinking any kind of alcohol in the middle of the day is totally living on the edge for me. <laughs> to heck with the uh, turkey coma. Go with the yeah. Chardonnay. The other time, the last time that I lived, I, I lived dangerously. Um, I rode my horse in from the pasture without a helmet, bareback, over his blanket, with three feet of snow on the ground. Well, you were <laughs> safe if you fell off. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know your horse, Alina. If there was three feet of snow on the ground, your head was only two feet from the ground. <laughs> exactly. So, suffice it to say, I really don't live dangerously. Well, we should say too for those of those that have not been listening to the show for the past year and whatever is uh, my wife was actually an inventor for a long time, a fox hunter, a trainer, and a coach for over 30 years, and has been an equestrian retail for 15 years. So she knows a little bit about horse products. Mm-hmm. And we, we also wanted to, before we get to all the cool stuff we've picked out, is next week we have a very special guest coming on. I just spoke to his daughter and confirmed this, and we have Monty Roberts with us. Uh, I think we're going to have him for for the whole show, so we're very excited about that. I know, Helena, I know you are as well. Oh, yeah, I've got my questions lined up for him. I'm looking forward to picking his brain a little bit. We also want listener help. We would like to try for the first time, Monty loves doing this, we would like to try for the first time to have a couple of listeners actually be on the show with us on the phone. And if you have a question for Monty and you'd like to be part of that, go to our website, go to the contact link, and drop us an email. We would love to hear from you. We'll arrange two or three people to be on the show with Monty. You can get to ask him your question right on the show. So we think that would be kind of fun. It's something we haven't done yet with the listeners, and we think it could be something that we could do in the future if, uh, if everybody likes it. I, I like has it. To put on their fancy recording voice then. What do you mean? <laughs> well, if it has, this is a test. If you don't sound wonderful, he won't do it again. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. We have to put our best right. foot forward here. So we would love your help. Go to the contact link. We'll be recording it next Tuesday at 1230 Eastern. So you have to be available between 1230 and 1:30 Eastern uh, on Tuesday. What's the date there, Helena? The 8th? Of December? Yeah, the 8th of December, yes. Yes. So that's when we'll be recording and having Monty on. And I also just wanted to put one last plug out. Next week is the Succeed uh, event uh, fundraiser for the United States Equestrian Team down in Florida next weekend on the 11th. And actually, Monty will be there as one of the uh, entertainers, along with a dozen other really cool, high-level people. Uh, I'll be going down with uh, Samantha from the 2010 radio show, and we'll be, we'll be representing... And, of course, Succeed is a major sponsor of ours, uh, the Horse Radio Network, and we're glad to be participating in that. You can learn more about that event at SucceedEvent.com. You know what I think is really cool about that event, too? You and I have gone to, I can't tell you how many equestrian-themed dinner venue things, you know, like Arabian Nights and all those kind of things. Um, And this one's really unique because it's designed specifically to be entertaining, but it's going to be performed by actual 
professional riders. Whereas you go to these other venues, it's really for the American public who doesn't know heels up from heels down. So this is going to be a really cool thing to watch because it's going to be professional riders that have that international level of um, experience, but it's still going to be entertaining. So I think it's going to be pretty nifty. Hmm. Too bad they don't televise it. I know, I know. Well, next year, maybe. Next this year. is the first annual, and just putting this together with all of those professional riders has been a, a feat in itself, getting them all in one place with mm. their horses. ESPN's going to pick it up next year, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> well, you know, Glenn, it would be a great opportunity to roll out a red carpet and do uh, some interviews from the red carpet. You know, I thought about that, and I am bringing my recorder along. Uh, but I, I tell you, I just want to enjoy it. I'm going down to have fun. Uh. All right. Yeah, <laughs> fine. I'll be here in New England. Yep, you'll be where it's cold, and I'll be in the palm trees. Well, we do have, we've all, we, all three of us have picked, made our wish list of stuff that we thought was cool or wacky or just a little bit fun. So we're, we're going to start with that in a moment. But first, we want to mention Equestrian Collections. They're our sponsor for the show. Last week, of course, we did, if you missed last week's show, take a listen to it. We did an entire episode of all the cool stuff that Equestrian Collections has to offer and some gift ideas from them. Uh, this week's a little different in that Helene and I are just picking from anywhere, and we've come up with some interesting websites and some interesting products, um, along with Jennifer's help. And But Equestrian Collections truly is your place to go. If you're doing your holiday shopping and you're starting to do it online, which a lot of people did over the weekend, we encourage you to check out EquestrianCollections.com first. They have a complete line of gifts, uh, practical, impractical, fun, whatever you're looking for for that uh, special horse someone in your life. Check out EquestrianCollections.com first. We're sure that you'll find what you need. And don't forget, it's finally getting cold here in the South. You can find all the horse blankets and sheets that you're going to need there as well. They have over 19 different brands of horse blankets. So you'll find what you need at a price you can afford at EquestrianCollections.com. All right, let's get started with this. Who wants to go first? How about oh. our guest? How about we have Jennifer go first? Oh, I go, Jen. Go, first. go, Jen. So <laughs> Pressure. Uh, uh, oh, okay. So Jennifer's first item. Well, th- I, I picked this as the, the gag gift of the year. Um, I'm sure f- some of you folks heard of the famous anti-monkey butt powder that came out a few years back, and it was a giant hit the first couple of years it went out because it was just so obnoxiously silly. But when you get past the obnoxiously silly, it's kind of a cool useful product well this year they uh upped the ante and now make a lady anti-monkey butt powder in the really cute pink bottle with a picture of a pink monkey on the front um it's just really goofy for those of you who need to get a gift for a riding instructor coach um the person who takes care of your horse somebody who has everything this is just (laughs) a hoot and it's not going to collect dust because i'm glenn will attest to this i'm not a collector i hate things that i have to dust (laughs) Um, so it's really fun and silly and I can guarantee you they don't already have it, but you're going to end up using it up and throwing away the bottle after a while. So it's not going to take up extra space in the already crowded tack room. (laughs) And, 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 you know, this product came out when we had our store years ago. We sold tons of this stuff the first year. And it is a good, it's a very good product in that it's made with very high quality ingredients and it does what it says it does. It's just the name and the packaging are such a hoot. So you really, you put it on your butt? Or anywhere else you need powder. Okay. <laughs> underneath, oh, so the, underneath the riding breeches. Uh, is, it, is it basically like a, a horsified talcum powder? It's actually, initially it was actually marketed to the uh, biking community, as in 
Harley Davidson? Um, because you sit on that leather seat in the heat in a pair of heavy denim jeans, you can imagine. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and that's originally where it started out, but uh, the horse community got a hold of it and just went crazy. Um, and it is, it's not just baby powder. At first I thought, well, that's just baby powder in a nifty can, but it does have other ingredients that make it genuinely an effective anti-chafe product. And I wanted to tell everybody that we're going to have links for all of these products on our website at uh, stablescoop.com under the show notes for this episode. And we'll have links. We're not, we're not necessarily going to give out the places where you can buy all of this. It'll take too much time on the air here. But uh, we will have links. So just go to our website at stablescoop.com and we'll have little pictures and links. And you, you, can, go, you can go buy this. But it is, it is kind of interesting. It would make a great gag gift because of, just because of the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and you know they this stuff has to work. They've been selling it for years. Oh, it's been around for yeah. quite a while. Sure, it's just a lady one that's new now. And I think the lady one does have a slightly different ingredients profile. Uh, we won't go into that boring stuff, but um, it really is a cute product. And for the fellow on your list, get the regular anti monkey butt. Oh, and you know is what? It, they have anti monkey butt. monkey butts. <laughs> they have anti monkey butt hats. Oh, oh, that's funny. I feel a new culture coming on. <laughs> Move over Twilight. Here comes the anti-monkey butt life. Oh, did you see the Twilight movie yet? Of course. Thanksgiving morning. Oh, did you really? <laughs> oh, yeah. 1030. I'd like a little vampire on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of vampire on Thanksgiving, let me tell you. And did you like it? I did because I, I love the book. I, love, I mean, technically, there's uh, there are a lot of things that people can find wrong with the movie in terms of if, you know, if it was just standing alone and you went to see a movie and had no idea about the series. But if you are a fan of the characters that Stephanie Meyer created, oh, it's nice to see them come to life on the screen in front of you. It was, it's, it was wonderful. All right, great. So what's your first pick, Helena? Okay, my, my pick is the Mattis All-Purpose Contour Pad. Um, I am such a huge fan of the sheepskin saddle pads. Um, and Mattis in particular has one. They're, they're all-purpose contour. I like it because the sheepskin is... Um, directly under the saddle and the, the points of contact between the saddle and the horse. So it really helps keep them dry. And the sheepskin, I find, um, doesn't flatten out and get all smashed and, and sweaty. It really does what it's supposed to do. But this pad in particular doesn't have the sheepskin all the way down the flaps of the saddle. Um, because I find personally that there's too much bulk there. So if you're looking for like a close contact feel and you don't want your saddle pads to get in the way of the feel of your horse, um, this the Mattis pad gives you the best of both worlds, the sheepskin and the close contact feel around the flaps. Great. But it's, and, it's, and not, um, it's not cheap, but it's an investment item because it, it does its job and it lasts really long. Um, I've seen it anywhere from $160 to $185. And they, actually, Mattis does last a while. That's like sort of buying a Steuben. It's, it's, they're made with quality, and, and they will last a while. And there's so many things like you and I even wash mine, um, but you just don't. The sheepskin doesn't get as dirty as the regular pads. There's no chafing, so you end up actually, um, I don't know, spending less on grooming and products and fixing things that go wrong with, you know, you're like like my horse tends to get um, collagen bumps on his back, and uh, the vet had actually recommended the sheepskin. So once I started using sheepskin pads on him, the problem with the bumps went away. So I saved a doesn't, couple. Doesn't oh. Mattis make a special baby pad just to put under their um, sheepskins? You would know that better than I do. I, I think they do. I think I was surfing around there the other day because um, 
It's easy for you guys up there where there is sandy soil to keep a clean back on a horse. But those of us who live in clay country, <laughs> um, you know, the horse goes out one time and, if you know, their back turns into a giant mud puddle. Um, and being able to put that pad on there that's made to go underneath of sheepskin does worlds to keep the really dirty grit from coming out of them. So you get the benefits of the sheepskin in terms of of cushioning and protection, you don't necessarily need the airflow through there. Cause exactly. You, right. Okay. So if you need it for airflow, then the baby pad might not be, might not work. But if you, if you're really looking for cushioning and that kind of function, then throw a baby pad under there. What's different about the Mattis pad than other baby pads? Um, having not purchased one yet at this point, um, we're kind of surfing around here looking for them. I don't know that there's necessarily a specific difference. The, one thing you will notice with a Mattis, um, the Mattis pads, anything that Mattis sells, is usually when you're buying a, a baby pad, it's a cheap baby pad. It's cheap on purpose. Right. You know, um, I've gotten a few over the years now that the cotton exterior is actually, what's the word I want? Um, can't think of it. But the, it's rough. It's a really, really cheap, loose weave of cotton. Right. The thread count. and the Exactly. Yeah. Um, Whereas the good quality ones, when you feel them, it's got a nice dense cotton and it's a long strand cotton so that when you put it underneath of your saddle, your expensive sheepskin, you're not negating the effect. Um, I think that's the biggest difference there that anything that, so even if it wasn't a Matt's brand, if you were to do that, you want to make the, take the time to get a decent thin baby pad because it doesn't matter how thin it is. If the surface is abrasive, what's the point? Right. Exactly. So if you can protect your investment with a, with a baby pad, go for it. Exactly. And especially if you're like me and I'm not good at washing my saddle pads as often as I should. <laughs> and, uh, you know, once you, once you put enough organic matter inside that sheepskin, if you don't clean it out once in a, once in a while, again, you're doing your horse a disservice. So I, I do that for their protection. <laughs> <laughs> All Plus, right. it gives you the chance to buy more saddle pads. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. You, you have a problem, okay? Hey, I'm sitting here. Remember that. Um, so there, I got, uh, my first pick here. I actually wanted to recommend something to everybody. It just came out last week. There's a new Muppet video out on YouTube. This is nothing to do with shopping, but it was just so much fun. They actually made a Muppet video in high def, by the way, uh, that is to Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. And it is a riot. And actually it's up to 8,200,000 views already. Oh my god! And I just wanted to play a little bit. It is just so much fun. So, so uh, take, take, sit back, have a drink of wine here, Helena. I, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, go pour some more. Here we go. He's just a poor boy, nobody loves me. He's just a poor boy from a poor family. He's sparing his life from his monstrosity. No, no, no. Easy come, easy go. Will you let me go? Well, there's just a piece of it. It is a whole lot of fun. <laughs> you have to check it out. Uh, they do four minutes of the song. If you remember, Bohemian Rhapsody just goes on forever. And it should, because it needs to. <laughs> 
Check That's it out. That's a we'll masterpiece. Put a... That is a work of art, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, it is. And you know what? The the video is very good. They get every character I think that was ever in the Muppets in the video. <laughs> they get all the goodies in there. They get they and it's all the old Muppet characters. It's I think anybody. Uh, Anybody created after about 1980 isn't in there. No, it's it's, it's really good. <laughs> it's they did good a great ones. job with it. So we'll put that in our show notes as well. We'll put the whole video in there. But my first pick is a book called Beyond the Home Stretch: What I've Learned from Saving Racehorses. Lynn Reardon wrote the book, and she was actually on one of our shows before on the Twitter episode. Yeah. If you remember right, she was on talking about Lope, which is the organization she has in Texas. Uh, that she created to save uh, racehorses, uh, OTTBs. And she actually was an accountant from from Washington, D.C., and moved down there, really had no idea what she was doing, started this and learned the hard way, and she wrote a book about it. So she did a great job with the book, and actually I had a few minutes, Helena, yesterday to talk to her about it. So if you don't mind, I'd just like to play a little bit of our interview about her book. It was great. So here's Lynn. Well, hi, Lynn, and welcome back to the Stable Scoop Radio Show. I say welcome back. I don't know if we can say that. You were on for like three minutes during the Twitter episodes. <laughs> I felt like I packed a lot into those. You did, actually. So <laughs> I learned how to really refine my spiel. So you guys were just great. I really appreciate coming back on. Thank you so much. No problem. And, you know, I, I love books as gifts. Books as gifts, in my opinion, make a just make my wife loves horse books. She's a true horsewoman. And I I know that most uh, horsewomen love horse books. So we're actually doing a series on the Horse Tip Daily show with Fran Jurga, who's the the uh, famous uh, writer here. And she recommended uh, yours as one of the books, Beyond the Homestretch, What I've Learned from Saving Racehorses. And of course, we talked about this a little bit During the Twitter episode, people can actually go back and listen to that. It was a fun show. Um, We talked a little bit about the fact that the book was coming out, and now it is actually out, and it's out in time for people to buy it for holiday gifts. That's right. That's right. And the book basically chronicles how I worked with a lot of horses at Lope, Lone Star Outreach, to place ex-racers. A lot of ex-racehorses who came to the farm here in Texas and how I helped find them homes. But what's really kind of interesting about the book is that I was kind of a city slicker from D.C. I came here with no horse experience in terms of running a farm. I had owned and ridden horses before, but had no training experience. And all of a sudden, I got thrown into this situation, and there was no time to get up to speed. I had to just sort of deal with all these horses coming and what they taught me. So there's a lot of humor and misadventures in the book as kind of D.C. and Texas culture clashes and how I learned to just sort of learn how to work with these horses on the fly. And you you actually, Lope has uh, transitioned a lot of horses. Isn't it almost like 800 or something? The number's it's pretty over, high. Yes, it's over 750 now. And of that number, 150 came directly to this farm that I personally worked with, which is a lot of horses. Wow. <laughs> and we had like 40 the first year when I was so inexperienced. And the book really chronicles the first couple of years at the ranch where and, and coincidentally, of course, that was the time we had the most unusual veterinary cases, the most extreme horse personalities. And, of course, it's been much quieter since then. So it was sort of a little trial by fire. But I loved it. I, I mean, I, I would be maybe half the person I am today if, if it wasn't for these horses. So. Well, I can't write to read it. It almost reminds me a little bit. I don't know if you're familiar with John Katz. He writes books about his adventures with his border collies. Yes. Actually, there's a lot of that in there because I, th- I empathize. Yes. I thought so 
though, because it's sort of the same thing. He got this farm up in, in uh, New England, and, you know, it was all his misadventures with all these animals. And, and you know, he learned the, the same way you did. Uh, right. Was right. Getting... I love his books. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Very similar. Only I don't think I write quite as well as he does. <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> well, I don't know. I wanted to bust your chops a little bit. Couldn't you get better than a five-star rating on Amazon? I know. We tried for the 10-star rating, but they just didn't create it for us. But we tried. And, and none of the people who gave reviews are my mother. I told her not to. I was going to uh, ask if this book. Lane Hatcher was your mother because... Uh, no, okay. she adopted a horse from us. <laughs> I feel like my mother was definitely speaking through her, so... Well, you've gotten great reviews. There are some wonderful reviews on here, and of course, your editorial reviews from, from some no-name people, you know... Um, are just wonderful. I mean, well, you. You, you did get some praise, and I'm being very sarcastic there, obviously. Uh, <laughs> you know, everything I've heard, a Fran loved this book. Um, I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but she loved this book, and that's the reason it was one of her uh, top ten recommendations for the year. Uh, you know, and I recommend people take a, take a uh, you know, I know you a little bit, and I, I just can't wait to read this book. Oh, well, thank you. Now, did you really go into the training, or did you go more into the adventures that you had, or both? They, both, really. They were simultaneous because I didn't know a lot about how to train the horses. And some trainings always involved whenever you interact with horses. And many of them coming off the track, they had a pretty kind of pit bull reputation. And here I am, kind of a you know, amateur in every respect. And what I ended up doing, Glenn, was because I wasn't a professional trainer and I didn't have a preset idea of how things should go, I was very receptive to what the horses were telling me. So I paid a lot of attention to their body language. And I also was very slow because I didn't have any kind of a rush timeline. Because of that, I think they really appreciated that I wasn't rushing them. And then finally, all of them had to learn something new. All they had really learned before was racing. And I, of course, empathized. I was going from an accounting career to this horse career. So I was like, oh, I know just what you're going through. So we kind of bonded on that level, the horses and I. Now, did you did you have any mentors, uh, you know, like John Lyons, Monty Roberts? Were you using any specific system or... Was this was this uh, was this Lynn Reardon's uh, training system? <laughs> well, I was uh, pretty haphazard. I had had some experience working with different trainers in my past, but they had been somewhat abrasive in personality. And over time, I slowly found Ray Hunt. Oh, yeah. I actually hosted a clinic with him in 2006, and he was the one who I really was drawn to and a lot of the people of course that you just mentioned you know use similar methods it's all very much about sort of understanding from the horse's point of view and whatnot you couldn't get two more different people than ray hunt and i we were from such wildly different backgrounds but the first time i ever saw him work with a horse i i was immediately drawn to that so i aspire to do things in that tradition i can't say that i accomplish it a lot but i i know that that there's something special about how he worked with the horses and how everybody from that tradition works with the horses. Yeah, they're really getting back to the whole natural horsemanship and, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, working with the horse on its, its own level. Exactly. Um, Yeah. And you know what, with my wife has always had, she's an eventer for a long time and she's always had retired, uh, thoroughbreds. That's all she's ever ridden. And they are different. 
and you mm-hmm. you have to you cannot treat them like a quarter horse. It's 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 a different yeah. animal. Um, it is. And there, you know, we actually have a retired greyhound too, uh, racer. So uh, we, yeah, we love greyhounds. That's the only dogs we'll ever have, and and they are a lot like the thoroughbreds in many ways. That's uh, what I've heard. One yeah. of the people who's adopted horses from us. He also does greyhound adoption, and he says the same thing, that there's something about that that ex-athlete, too, and the focus that is bred into them and how very attached and bonded they get to their people reminds him of the thoroughbreds as well. They're very loving, very bonding, and then five minutes a day they erupt into these volcanoes of activity. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But it's for five minutes a day, and then that's it. Right, and then they go back to sleep. Exactly. It's funny because people say, well, you have a greyhound. Aren't they always just racing around the house? Nope, five minutes a day, and then they're happy. Then they're happy. That's it's, all and it's sort of thoroughbreds are sort of that way, too. They, they have their, their, their 10, 15 minutes of carrying on in the field every day, and then they're done. Then they're done. And yep. we have horses right now that are just somnolent in the field. But if, if a branch were to fall or something exciting would happen next door, I'd have the Kentucky Derby field. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for five minutes, and then they'd all go back to sleep again. So, Well, this is exciting. <laughs> I, you know, people can find your book on Amazon. We'd encourage them actually to go to stablescoop.com. And the show notes for this episode, we'll put a link in there to Amazon. We, we'd ask that you use that. We actually get a little bit uh, yeah. money back from Amazon. It helps support uh, the Horse Radio Network. And it's called Beyond the Home Stretch: What I've Learned from Saving Racehorses by Lynn Reardon. Uh, and you and can I'd just like to say just yeah. one more thing, yeah. which is that no horses die in this book. I always want to tell people that because um, my mother wouldn't read the book until I told her that no horses died. So I'm well, just letting people great. know <laughs> that is good to know. There's no worry; they're all going to survive the book. Good. <laughs> all right. Very good. Well, thank you very much, Lynn. Thank you, Glenn. I really appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Well, thanks to Lynn for coming on about that. Uh, We really appreciate that. And you'll find links to her book on Amazon right on our website at stablescoop.com. That's beyond the home stretch. Beyond the home stretch. Uh, And, you know, she's just a delightful person. I would love to have her on again sometime. She, She just, she's a delightful person. She really is. Well, Jennifer has her next pick here. Oh, I'm up. You're up. Oh, this, this, this is my, um, Oh, I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. Closer to the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of us like to joke about um, you walk into a tack shop and you have to get something inane. And you put it on the counter and you have sticker shock. (laughs) Why is it that everything that has to do with a horse is so expensive, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure people who ski say the same thing. Why does it have to do with skiing? It has to be expensive. Well, this is my pick. The um, no sweat sport hat and helmet refresher. Okay. Okay. It's okay. it's refreshing stuff like you buy at the grocery store. It's for breeze. <laughs> it's a spray, yeah? Yeah, it's for breeze. <laughs> Only it's twelve dollars. You can buy a can of Febreze for three dollars. Antibacterial spray. It does the same thing. I don't know. They're gonna have to convince me on this one. I'm not quite convinced on this one. I don't see the word bacterial anywhere. Yeah, it does, right? Well here. would you spray Febreze on your head? Sure you would. Sure, why not? You don't spray it on your head, you spray it on your hat. Well, it still is going to go into your head and get absorbed. Well, why wouldn't you just buy a can of Lysol? That's like, that's like, why don't you just drink perfume? <laughs> <laughs> well, you put perfume on your body. You put, you, you don't drink it. You don't. <laughs> well, absorb. I'm not asking you to drink hat refresher. 
Yeah, all right, fine. I just think anything that close to your brain could get absorbed <laughs> in, into your skin and into your brain. So, uh, do do we assume that you already own the sport hat and helmet refresher? Me, no. Okay, just checking. <laughs> no, I, I can't spend that kind of money on. I'm sure somebody refresher. somewhere is going to write his hate mail about yes. that one. But I saw that stuff, and there's probably three or four companies that make it. And uh, I saw that and went. That's the silliest thing ever. Just spray some Lysol in there, dude. You definitely put it in the right category, though. It's It's been horsified, and, and therefore the price has been jacked up. It, yeah. It's yeah. got to be. For sure. Now, yeah, and un- unfortunately, having been in the manufacturing side of the business, um, it's a fact of life that when you sell something in a tiny little bottle like that, the liquid inside of it is only one-tenth of the price. It's the cute little bottle that costs a fortune. This is true. Packaging. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm still going to get some. I got to try it. Now, see, and I think all of these gifts, all of these gifts, whether we can afford them or not, maybe the really expensive ones not, but the ones that are moderately affordable, I'm going to have to go try, especially the ones you picked out, Jen. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> all right, Helena, you're up. All right. Um, because I have a little one at home, I just, and I also have a little sock addiction. Um, I picked the Ovation Child's Sunshine Pony Sock, which are just the cutest things ever. Um, ah, I just saw the picture. Right? Oh they're my so gosh. cute. Um, they are they're, they're the mix, 80% cotton, 20% spandex. So I, sometimes I get blisters if I wear all cotton socks. You know, they retain so much moisture. Um, but the thing about these socks is that they just make you smile. They're adorable. And, they're, they're great for, for any girl. Um, actually, you know, they're they're green. They're not really super girly colors. There's a green one and there's one with sort of tan and well, pink. Well, they have and- a black and black and red one. Yeah, they have all different kinds of uh, yeah. If you don't color. smile looking at those, you're dead. And they make a great gift for five ninety five a pair. I mean, stuff yeah. a couple of those in, the, in a stocking stuffer and um, watch your kid light up. They're wicked cool. That's the Ovation Child Sunshine Pony Socks. All right, Glenn, you're up. Right. You, you did not hear Glenn chiming in because, because he does not have a sock fetish. Does he wear socks at all? Yeah, I do wear socks. All right. I got a, I have one here, too, that I found on Zazzle.com. I had never heard of Zazzle until I was looking around today. But I love this website, actually. It's Z-A-Z-Z-L-E. And what they do is... You just like to say Zazzle. I do. It's fun. Yeah, okay. And they, they actually, if you're a company that makes custom stuff, you can sell your stuff on Zazzle. It all has to be custom, made as made-to-order stuff. So they have all kinds of horse stuff on here. I was truly impressed. They have one T-shirt, though, that lends us to a conversation. The T-shirt's really cute on the front, and it says, One Horse Away from Being the Crazy Horse Lady. <laughs> now, so we, my question is, when you think about it, everybody sort of has a rule in their head. What makes a person a crazy cat person? Mine is they have more than seven cats. That makes them a crazy cat person. If you have more than, like, four or five dogs, you're getting into that crazy dog person area. Yeah. Now, what about horses? You know, It only takes one. <laughs> it only takes one. There is a switch, and it gets flipped. That's true. I swear to God. It, I swear to God. I leased horses, full leased, half leased, ridden other people's train wrecks, all that. I thought I knew it and thought I had been through it all, but when it finally belonged to me, the crazy switch was flipped. So the answer is one. One. <laughs> so pretty much you could buy this shirt for anybody in your life who owns a horse. <laughs> or doesn't own a horse or just does- yet because it says one horse away from being the crazy horse lady. That's true. There's one horse away. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's true. So what happens then if you do have four horses? 
you're still one horse away from being the crazy horse lady, I guess. Well, you know, if you have four horses, that means what happens is you're bankrupt. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to have to come up with a T-shirt for that. <laughs> or you're in divorce court, either way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's at Zazzle.com. I'll put the link in the show notes. As I said, they have a ton of horse stuff in here, and it's all like custom-made, handmade uh, T-shirt. Not handmade, but custom-made shirts and things like that with a lot of fun sayings on it. But that was the one I went, wow, what is, what is the number? So we'll let you determine what the number is. Write to us and send us an email. Tell us what you think the number is. We'd love to hear. And Jennifer is up. I have to get back up up to the top of the page here. Jen's up. Jen's up. Oh, this is one I next next up one I picked. Um, I like this one. The Titan 9000 Skull Cap was one of my picks. Um, Over the years, being an event rider for a long time, there's always the battle of the uh, eventer's cross-country helmet or skull cap that everybody uses because you don't want that brim up there and at long last someone has finally come out with an affordable skull cap um it's neat looking too it is cool looking um have worn them you know test them out in the store and all kind of stuff and uh they're a nice hat now they don't come in the ginormous variety of sizes that the more expensive ones do but hello that's part of how you get the the uh, the price down where it is, but it does come in a good variety of sizes, and it is very lightweight compared to uh, the more commonly seen brands of skull caps. Um, and it's quality made. It's got a really nice, seriously heavy duty harness on it and everything. Um, but for people who I'm sorry don't have $199 or $250 to buy the skull cap with, it's a really nice alternative. Um, well made. You, you can put you can put your little venting cap cover on it and pop the little brim up so you look all cool. You're right, Helene. <laughs> it would make a good schooling helmet as well. Well, yeah, Jen, you introduced me to the Tipperary line of helmets uh, a few years back when we were working together, and um, I always keep a Tipperary now in my tack room for trail rides and schooling because it's so lightweight. It's so comfortable; you don't even feel like you have one on. Yes, own own two of them myself, um, yeah. and I, I love it when they come out with new models because that gives me an excuse to buy another one. <laughs> oh, saddle pans and helmets. There we go. There you go. <laughs> That's it. Coming out. And we, I, I can put a plug in here for one of our other sponsors, KBC Horse Supplies out of Lexington, Kentucky. Here actually has that skull cap on sale right now in the month of December for seventy-five bucks. And I have to say that uh, KBC also carries my favorite joint supplement, Lubricin. Oh, there. Oh, go. that's yeah. right. I forgot yeah. that you got you guys got hooked on the Lubricin too. Oh yeah, magic juice for Zeke. Magic juice. <laughs> <laughs> they make Lubricin for people, and it's been magic juice for people too. For the ones that have tried it, have really liked what it's done for them. Mm. It's it's right. very. It, that's one of those interesting products when because it it's at least that I'm aware of. It's probably one of the most expensive joint supplements I've seen on the market. Um, people buy it anyway. Uh, yeah, and I'm you know I don't like spending any money that I don't have to spend, but this made such a big difference in his comfort level that you just, it's a no brainer. Yeah, people keep the, the coming couple, back. The couple extra bucks that it it um, buys you in terms of peace of mind is worth it. Yeah, you know yeah. It, we'll we'll wring our hands over oh gosh is it working and uh, you know you get all these packs of stuff and you everything that you put into your horse's body you know. One thing works. I don't have to worry about it. There you go. All right. What do we have next? Oh, I picked so many things. I have to call it down. you got a big down. long list here, girlfriend. I know. I know. I know. Um, okay. This is something that I have and love. It is um, – it's called a saddle pocket. And it's just a little 
miniature pouch that um, hooks right into the, the rings on the back of your saddle. And it's got a Velcro closure. And um, I, I put everything in it from, like, bottles of water to sandwich to my cell phone to my keys. Um, you know, if I'm going anywhere that's more than five minutes away from the barn, I just hook this saddle pack, uh, saddle pocket on the back of my saddle and, and go. And I feel It's a sandwich case without the $300 price tag. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, and I've given it as a gift to people. And by far, this is the one of the, the things, um, one of the items that I get the most feedback on. You know that little saddle pocket he gave me? I just love that thing. I got to get one for my friends. And it's got one of those viral marketing type of lives, you know, just eminently practical. It, unbelievably practical. Um, I've seen it from $15 to $30. You, you can get them in, um, they come in different materials. There's one that's sort of fake leather. They have the real leather ones. Um, I have the fake leather one with the Velcro closure. And then I have a real one, uh, a real leather one that was made by the Amish and uh, that I got last time I was down in Pennsylvania um, with the nice brass buckles and all that stuff. And I use that one when I'm out hunting. But uh, either one, either one, I I think it's a a fabulous gift and whoever you give it to is going to love you forever. And that's called the Saddle Pocket. And we'll, again, we'll put a link uh, in the show notes to it. Well, Helena, I, had to, I told everybody last week that I was going to be picking out some non-horse stuff that was kind of wacky and wild. And I actually, uh, I found a couple things. And this one's called a Remember Ring. It's a ring that you wear on your finger. It has a little difference to it, though. And the little difference is, it, it, and I have to qualify, it's not out yet. You can pre-order it. But uh, it'll, it'll be out in the next month or two, apparently. It has a built-in, in the ring, actually has a built-in microchip. And in the microchip, you can actually set a date. That's why it's called a remember ring. And okay. on that, so it's made for your anniversary, really. It's made for us horse husbands who never remember when we got married. You put this ring on, you leave it on every day, and on your anniversary, it reminds you of your anniversary. The ring he- heats up to 120 degrees. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it actually That's gets hot. hot. Exactly. That's hot. They said it's not enough to burn you, but it's enough to remind you not to forget your anniversary. By causing you discomfort. Yes, right? exactly. I don't That's, <laughs> That's not the kind of reinforcement we want to go for. But isn't that a perfect irony? Because most wives, if their husband would forget their anniversary, we'd like to cause them discomfort. So there That's it true. is. It's the anniversary ring. And, and uh, apparently some people will wear two so they can remember the birthday, too. They just set different dates. And so... Can you do it all, like, does it do it every year, or is it just... Every year. Comes around with alarming regularity. Your finger's going to burn off once a year. <laughs> alarming regularity. Now, <laughs> I, what's I, your I'm, anniversary? I don't, I'm not good on ring sizing. What would an average woman wear wedding ring size? About a seven or so? I wear a seven. Okay. Now, let it, it, I don't think it's any coincidence that this ring is only available in size nine and a half and up. <laughs> <laughs> let's see who who manufactures now, that I, we it have to admit women? though my wife and i i won't get in trouble for this there have been years when we have both forgotten our anniversary i think that's most of the years <laughs> we both look at each other about 50, about 15 days later and go oh crap didn't we have a party we were supposed to have or something yeah. Well, at least you're both, you know, you're equally at fault. We have a plate that we got as a gift on our anniversary, and we have to look at the plate to remember what year we got married. So, I have to do it, too. I mean, I have to remember. I couldn't tell you. By the way, I want to tell everybody that you're not going to buy a lot of these rings. They're $760. Oh, <laughs> and the next item is? 
<laughs> oh, okay. But they do come in gold and is it silver or platinum? It better be <laughs> platinum for seven. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All right. So, so remember rings. Remember Never rings. Forget an That's correct. As I said, it's a concept yet, but they're supposed to be coming out in the next couple of months. All right. Leave it to you to find Goofy. Yeah, but, I got a couple but functional other and practical. I'm yeah, not, it's very uh-huh. practical and could keep you out of trouble. It might be worth the seven hundred sixty dollars. Uh, yeah, I'm not hating on the ring. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> is seven is? Do you get in seven hundred and sixty dollars worth of trouble if you forget? <laughs> what mm-hmm. would seven hundred and sixty dollars worth of trouble be like? I could easily do seven hundred and sixty dollars worth of trouble. Yeah. That's that's like a quarter of a good saddle. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's one and a half X racehorses. <laughs> one and a at least this year. <laughs> at least two pairs year. of Jimmy Choo's. <laughs> there you go. All right. All right, Jen, you're up. You're what, up what, next. What we... um, my next one is the Ice Horse Continuous Flow Cold Water System, which is a big mouthful, but it is a totally awesome product. Um, this is something I have experience with the company that makes this because – where I work, we carry their brand. So I got to talk to the inventor about it at length one day. And this is the niftiest things because he's, he's a genuine scientist. He's not your average hack. What they did is they put a recirculating pump inside of what looks like a plain old boring glue cooler. So, it's, you know, it's a little tiny thing that you would maybe put lunch in for two people. It's small. Mm-hmm. And you just drop... A certain quantity of ice, I think it's two pounds of ice in there on a quart of water, and you put it in there, and then you put the um, ice wraps on your horse's legs. You don't put ice in the wraps. You just put the ice. It's like putting on a Velcro wolf boot, and there's a little tube that goes between the cooler and the boots, and Did you the wraps the come with button. the whole thing? Pardon me? Do the wraps come with the whole thing? Yep. It's all one yeah. unit. Okay. It comes with everything but the ice and the horse. Okay. Um, and then you plug it in and turn. you just turn it on. And I think you can even get one that has a battery. I don't think even think you need to, pr- to um, plug it in. But the really cool part about this is they did a whole lot of fancy schmancy testing and a whole lot of number busting to figure out exactly how much compression they had to have on the horse's leg so that the band, the inside thick texture of that um, boot actually touched the horse's skin and created the cooling effect. And they have a very specific path that the water follows because the water goes into the boot mm-hmm. and it follows a very specific path throughout the boot and then back out the other side. What's the point of the path? Because when you put cold water against the horse's leg, the horse's leg is constantly warming the water. Okay. So when it comes in the top, let's say, I don't think it's top and bottom, but if it comes in the top, it goes throughout the boot, and, and then it has an exit path. Okay. Um, they figured that out to keep the water cold enough that it actually was continuing to work the whole way through the leg. So it doesn't, so it doesn't heat up from the horse's body and then actually reheat right. the, the area of injury. Okay. So that you know, if they didn't do the circulation and the rate of circulation just right, the water would go in, and two-thirds of the way around that boot, it was close to body temperature, and it wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. So you're really not maximizing what the cold is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And then it goes back out of that boot, back through the ice to get cooled off again, and then back through. And he had them there. We were testing them, and we were putting on each other's arms. They are awesome. I want a set for me. 
Um, no, and I'm looking at the picture, and it's got this neat little neck strap that the hose kind of hangs on. It actually looks pretty safe. It looks like something most horses would tolerate. It's very quiet. has a tiny, tiny little motor in it. doesn't make a lot of racket. There's no splashing water. There's no water sound. So um, the horse ice horse company sells a lot of products in the racing industry. And, you know, the racing industry knows all about skittish horses. So the products are really, really sensibly designed. You know, um, you're not going to have all the issues with wet skin. You have a horse that has fungus, a horse that has issues because, you know, he's wearing his galloping boots all the time and he gets chafing. The last thing you want to do is pour a whole lot of water all over it. Yeah. And then you're saturating their hooves. You know, there's just endless hassles with using cold water straight on their legs. This way their legs stay dry. You can put you could put liniment on them if you wanted to. Um, you're not saturating the hoof wall. It goes on and on. And I just saw these and went, daggone. Um, I know. I'm, I'm looking at the, the options on their website. And they also have a system that includes hawk pastern and fetlock pads as well. Mm-hmm. So you can pretty much cool down just about any part yep. of their leg. That's right. You can, you can cool off all the different sections that you need to. Um, hmm. pretty we'll, we'll say that they're not cheap, but uh, this kind of thing is never inexpensive no. uh, but it, they range from 415 to 725 dollars depending on what options you get and to- check your local tax shop because a common practice is for local stores to rent them ah so if you have an injury that only needs to use it for a short period of time let's say you get somebody that has a, a small bow or a strained tendon well you know for a week we need to keep him on some really good quality cold therapy yeah. there you go hmm. all right nice cool. That's the okay. Ice Horse Continuous Flow Cold Water System. I know. I'm, I'm, I want one for myself now. <laughs> oh, I want that for my feet at the end of a long trade show. Goodness. Okay. All right, Helena. All right. Which one am I going to pick next? All right. I'm going to pick. I think this one's cute. Um, this is for the chef in your life. They are a pair of Snaffle Bit Cotton Oven Mitts. And uh, I have to say the name of the website because it's I, I this I think this is the only place you can find them. There it's Horse and Hound Gallery, and um, they have some really cool equestrian home decor and and stuff like that. And these are they're white oven mitts, white quilted oven mitts with a Ooh, black. Um, yeah. No. Well, wait, for the, wait. For, for the black, very neat cook in your life, that wouldn't with be black me. Trim, and black snaffle bits in a crisscross pattern. So, it, you know, they can disguise some of the dirt that is going to get on them. But they're just absolutely adorable. And there is, like, matching apron and a couple of other matching um, fabric items that you can have in the kitchen. But they're eighteen ninety-five. They're horsey because they have snaffle bits on them. And, um, you know, it's a nice, unique gift for the horse person who has everything. I or- bet you they don't have snaffle bit oven mitts. Now, if you're, if you're the... Um- horse person who doesn't mind getting in trouble from your horse husband you would take that and go isn't that cool and take it out in the barn and use it to apply apply fly spray to their face oh yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. (laughs) fly spray at 1895 sure (laughs) well you know if the husband wasn't looking he wouldn't know you know what the things that i've used to put fly spray on my horse's face you grab what's ever nearby that's right Let's hey, just hope we're, we're not be... putting fly spray on in the kitchen. Helena, we need to talk. We're going to be back with my next pick, which is uh, even goofier than the last one. Uh, but we first need to talk a little bit about Equestrian Professional, which also is another great gift idea. 
it's a fabulous gift idea. Equestrianprofessional.com is a website for people in the horse business. So if you're a horse trainer, a riding instructor, a pro rider, or a stable manager, you really need to check out equestrianprofessional.com. As I said, it's a website that offers affordable horse business education and marketing tools just for horse professionals. They offer a huge article index for information. You can download an entire library. They have online calculators, how-to videos, uh, online forums, uh, teleseminars, and a gazillion stuff more more stuff. Um, but the point is, is that it's all specifically geared for horse professionals and their business. They also offer a free newsletter that's packed with information you can use right away to improve your business. Plus, when you sign up, you get, this is my favorite because I really love this publication, um, the 10 best ways to make your horse business more profitable. It's an easy to read step-by-step guide to help you make your horse business run more smoothly and hence more profitably. That's equestrianprofessional.com. It means success for your horse business. Support your equestrian career at equestrianprofessional.com. All right, Helena, I have something here that, you know, this isn't horsey, but every one of the people that listens to this show uses one every day. And, you know, I don't know about you, but keyboards can be the, can be, get to be the grossest things around. <laughs> Just because. Especially they get, if you drink wine and eat cookies. I, exactly. Like I do. <laughs> Well, you spill stuff in them, the, there's little bits of crap in them, and you turn them upside down and you spray them with a can of air, and that's all fine and dandy, but the keys are still dirty. I think Glenn's even has hairballs in it. I don't know. Oh. From the cat, that would be. Well, yeah, hello. <laughs> cat sits in my lap a lot, and he sheds a lot. So I found the coolest sure, thing. Sure, Glenn, that... blame it on the cat. <laughs> I found the coolest thing. From a company called Seal Shield, that's S-E-A-L, Shield, and it's at sealshield.com. They actually make washable keyboards, mice, and TV remotes. What you do, this looks like a regular keyboard, except they've, they've waterproofed the thing, and it's dishwasher safe. You, and they make the, the new ones they just came out with are wireless. So you just take your wireless keyboard... You throw it in the dishwasher, you run it through the cycle, and it comes out clean and ready to use again. I think this is the best invention. And it's, you know, now with everybody worried about germs and H1N1, if you're using a keyboard that other people use during a day, like you have a community computer, this is just a fantastic idea. Yeah. I, but I'm, you would have I'm to put it in the dishwasher for the every use. <laughs> but I, I kind of like it because I'm, I'm about as un-germ worried as any human being could possibly get. I'm going to die from something contagious, I'm sure. Um, but the fact that they get so disgusting, you know, and covered with food bits and stuff, I really think this is a cool idea. Is it really, like, really um, thin and fine? Like, is it a close contact keyboard cover? Yeah, it's a regular, it's a regular keyboard. keyboard. They've just sealed all the the, uh, the diodes and the, th- the contacts within the keyboard. Okay, so it's not a removable cover. No, no, it's, it's okay. not a cover at all. You take the whole keyboard and just throw it in the dishwasher. Plus, the other thing is I have spilled on keyboards and destroyed keyboards before. Uh-huh. And this one, you can spill anything you want on it. You just take it over to the sink and run water through it, and it's ready to go again. Oh, kind of like a Wintech. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's the Wintech of the computer keyboards. world. There you go. <laughs> And it's about 75 bucks. It's a little more expensive, but then it's going to last you a little longer, too, because you That's can wash doable. the thing. That's totally doable. And it's wireless, and you can also take the mouse, believe it or not, and put it in the dishwasher, too. 
And it works with anything, uh, PCs and Macs? Yep, PCs and Macs. And it's at sealshield.com. And Jennifer has time for one more, and then she has to run and actually go back to work. So we'll let her pick which one she wants to do here yet. Um, We're going to do that one. Okay, yeah, we've seen this in action recently, and uh, uh, we're very excited about this, actually. Uh, My my next item is the uh, Rambo Air Half Pad from Horseware. Oh, you might be familiar with this one, Helena. I've um, heard of it, but haven't yet discussed. Well, uh, see, this buys into my whole saddle pad fetish because that okay. includes all sorts of therapeutic pads. Okay, okay. Um, Bring it on. This one, it it looks like a regular half pad, but it has a valve on it, so it, it's just air in there. And then when you what you do is you put it under your saddle, you girth it up, and I think you sit down in it first, and then you open the little valve and the where the where it contacts the horses the air runs out and where it doesn't it doesn't so it like this instantaneous perfect fit and then it's cool because then you take your saddle off and you can see exactly how the saddle fit the horse because it's completely and perfectly contoured exactly like your saddle fit it's really cool Onto the a, pad, so that the, the saddle fit, the points of the saddle will actually show up where on yeah, the pad. You can actually see it, yeah. And we have a friend who uh, just had a horse that had an ouchy back, and she knew she needed a pad of some kind, and she bought this one. And it's an amazing thing. Plus, the, when you, the air, it automatically fills itself back up with air. It's, it's a weird system. You don't have to, like, get an air pump out or anything like that. You don't have to blow at it. It, it just is a, the coolest thing, and it that really does That was my next work. question. So it so you so you just take it out of your tack room, you throw it on your horse, you tack up, and then when you uh, what you you girth up the saddle, yeah, and then you loosen. It's got a little screw a little screw top thing on it. You loosen the valve, okay, and the air hisses out. So if you have a freaky horse, you might want to test that first. Okay, um, the horse I was using it on, I could have set a nuclear explosion off next to him, and he wouldn't have cared. <laughs> um, just his back hurt so, and it. The excess air where the saddle needs to come in contact with the horse goes out. You screw it tight again, and off you go. And you can just leave it that way. You don't have to keep redoing it. Um, oh, so once it molds to Yeah, you can just fit, leave the valve closed. I think it's smarter to open it and close it each time because each time you put that saddle pad on, you're not going to get it in precisely the same place. Exactly. And the horse's Good point. back changes a little, and, you know, just it, it, it is neat. And it's only 50 bucks. Uh, I like it. Which for a you know a saddle pad like this is really cheap, and it's got a really nice. um, I think it's it's faux suede, but it's got a really nice exterior surface, so it sticks to the saddle. It sticks to the saddle pad, and it weighs nothing. You know, Joe's gel pads are hot and they're heavy. Oh, this thing weighs nothing. All right, this one's actually going. I'm going to Equestrian Collections and putting this in my wish list. Yeah, I I kind of poo pooed it when I first saw it. I said, "Oh, this is really silly," until I rode in it. And I felt the difference in way, the way the horse moved because he's an old been there, done that guy. Really? And he was being ridden in a, in a very, very well-loved old Steuben that the flocking was is similar in texture to concrete. Yep. And it really made a difference. He was much more comfortable and more free through his back. Hmm. So okay. I'm sold on it. Now, and now I got to run to work. Okay. Thank you, Jennifer. Oh. Jen, call me later. We'll finish this conversation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer. Bye, Jen. All right. Well, we really appreciate her joining us today, and that was a great final pick. We have time for one more each, Helena. 
Okay. I, I really have to tell everybody that this is exactly the kind of thing that Jen and I talk about when we talk on the phone. We For can hours. We, we, we really do. <laughs> we will, and like that conversation we had uh, analyzing the, the baby pads, we can literally spend hours overanalyzing. And a they do. Pad. <laughs> it's it is so much fun. Okay, next thing um, on my list. Gosh, I got all wrapped up in this saddle pad here. What do I have? All right. Hmm. Um. All right. This one's a biggie. It's expensive. I know it, it's expensive, but oh my gosh, I love this collection. It's the Lilo collection of oh, leather like, stuff, like we talked about last week. Yeah, I just whenever I see the Lilo stuff in person, I'm always impressed by how much nicer it is in person um i mean their pictures are beautiful and and they have such a nice line but when i actually see it and and touch it i go wow this is this is really worth it um so the item i picked is the lilo hamptons large leather travel bag and it's it's big the price is 350 dollars um but it's got all kinds of matching accessories and stuff. Um, it's great for, you know, a weekend getaway, going to the horse shows. Uh, you certainly wouldn't want to use it as a pocketbook because if you have to carry that much stuff around, you've got problems that are bigger than this bag. <laughs> um, let's see. It comes in this pretty pink. It's not quite a hot pink. I'd say it's like a rose pink. That's pretty pink. Um, <laughs> an apple green and a, a pale blue. So, um, you know, pastels are sort of the new neutrals. Um, it's got all kinds of, you know, cool stuff inside pockets, cell phone pockets and stuff like that. But really what makes it nice, what makes it worth the money, I think, is the quality of the construction, the quality of the leather and the simplicity of the design. So you can take it with you just about anywhere. It'll, it'll, let's put it this way. It'll look just as good getting into a pickup truck as it would into, you know, a Jaguar. I'm so glad Jennifer left before this one. Well, I know because she's got a, a bag fetish too, doesn't she? Yeah. Do you notice that this is ad- these her addictions are adding up? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, and, and and that one is a small price of three hundred and fifty two ninety five. You do have good taste, girl. I I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry, but it is it's a really it's a worthy in, investment. So if you if you have the money to spend, I think it's the kind of gift that. Um, the person you're giving it to will be really, really impressed and will cherish it and probably beat it into the ground by using it so much. There we go. So that was, uh, you actually found that one. Uh, on Equestrian Collections. On Equestrian Collections. There you go. And that's the Lilo. Lilo Leather Travel Bag. Yep. All right. I have one more. And I wanted to recommend two websites that I stumbled on when I was looking around today. One is called crazypajamas.com. If you <laughs> want to get somebody a gift of pajamas that are crazy, they have them all. Men's, women's, kids, called crazypajamas.com. They're not paying us for this ad. I just like the site. They have everything. The <laughs> other one I came across is a site that I absolutely love. It's a geeky sort of site. It's called device, D-V-I-C-E.com. And it's a blog that highlights the wildest electronic and robots and all the newest stuff coming out that is just out there. And it is a fun read. They're, they're kind of comical on there, but they just have the coolest stuff on there and, and sometimes the silliest stuff. But uh, device.com, it's a good blog. Check it out. I, I recommend them too. Now I can't totally. Decide. This is a total geek fest, people. Yeah, this is I mean, geeky. <laughs> this is so beyond geek that your mind might be blown a little bit, but 
you know, if you can just wrap your brain around the geekiness, you might find some cool stuff. Well, there's another website that I found. It's called uh, horseloversgifts.com. They've been around for a little while. One of the things when we had our store that we kept looking for, and it didn't exist back then and exists now and plentiful, is we could never find bedspreads and sheets that had any horse design on them at all years ago. Mm. They just didn't exist, and we were always looking for them, and we could never find them. Now there's just a whole bunch of choices, and uh, I, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. They have, uh, they must have, probably a dozen different options here of bedspreads and sheets, and some of them are really neat. Uh, so if you're looking for that gift that's very personal, it's uh, they you know they they're not cheap either. They well they're sheet, sheet priced anywhere from sixty nine ninety five up to one hundred and sixty nine dollars. That includes the bedspread and the sheet and all that stuff. But it, do they just have some really neat ones now? So I'll put the link to that uh, website. It's at uh, horseloversgifts.com. It's under their betting section. And I know you had one you had picked out too a betting idea. Um, but the, they just have some really cool, sophisticated ones, and then some kids ones. They have yeah. Both. We have um, Grace's room. I, I got her the pony pony dreams from company the company store. Yeah. Which I love their stuff, and their stuff usually comes out on the expensive side, but then it goes on sale pretty quickly, and their sale prices are fabulous. So what I do is I get you know a little piece, um, you know, a different piece from the collection each time it goes on sale. Um, but check out the pony dreams quilt set it is so cute oh my god it's so cute (laughs) all right well that's what this hour just went flew by helena (laughs) it's just do we really have to be done i know i know well we did we talked about stuff i have a whole bunch more stuff you have a whole bunch more stuff jennifer only got to a tenth of her stuff and and we're just plain running out of time again can I just do one more right, to make up more. for the $350 well, bag? All right. This is for something that I thought for, for you fox hunters out there, um, I, and, and especially for, for kids and teens, you don't have a lot of money to spend, but you want to get something that's cool and meaningful, try the fox hunting logo pin. The fox hunting logo is um, it's the black velvet cap with the orange fox on it um, on a green background. Sometimes you'll see them on uh, bumper stickers. But I found it online for six fifty, which is you know a pretty good price. And you know what? If somebody gave me a cool pin like that, I would proudly wear it on my jacket or my hat. So um, yeah, it's, and it's nice. A, it's a classy looking pin. You, anybody could wear this pin. Exactly, exactly. So anyway, um, for six fifty, I thought that would make a great gift for the fox hunters in your life. There you go. Well, that's and now great. I'm done. I promise. That you're done now. I promise. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, we've come to an end of another show. We have so much fun at this time of year at Christmas, just uh, doing our Christmas gift ideas. And it was fun. We did this a little different than we did last year. Uh, I think we'll do it again next year. We're just a a couple of us sit around chatting about the cool stuff we found. Mm -hmm. We want to remind everybody, speaking of cool, that Monty Roberts will be on with us next week. And we're looking for your help. We'd like to have a couple callers, a couple people on the phone to ask him questions towards the end of the show. So drop us an email, let us know what you'd want to ask him, and let us know a little bit about you. You can go to our contact link at stablescoop.com, drop us an email, and we'll, we'll pick two or three out to be on the show with us next week. We'd love to hear from you. And you, uh, for all of the product links that we talked about today, you'll find them at stablescoop.com. We know you listen to this while you're driving, while you're cleaning stalls, while you're working your horse, and you're not going to remember when you get back. Just go to the website. It'll all be there under this episode. It won't be any trouble at all for you to find. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. 
And also, uh, we want to thank our sponsors, Equestrian Collections and Equestrian Professional, for being part of the show today. Be sure to visit those sites and support our sponsors. And we have a bunch of other shows we do at the Horse Radio Network. You can find them all at horseradionetwork.com. Plus, I noticed that you've Twittered last week. You're actually you're actually trying to keep up with it a little bit there, Helena. Dude, and, I Twittered yesterday and today. Oh, I know. Two days in a row. I was shocked. I was going, wow, what happened to her? I know. You know what? I got a new phone, so I'm, I'm like uh, now syncing everything up. And yeah. What'd you get? Um, I got one of those, those like indestructible Samsungs. Ah, for you, <laughs> that's a good choice. <laughs> I know. You know how many times my phone's been dropped in a water bucket or, or stepped on by my horse? Can or... you wash it in the dishwasher? It's submersible for up to 30 minutes. Well, there you go. That's perfect. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> well, so, you can follow Helena, who's Twittering away at her new phone, at Helena underscore B-E-E, or us at Horse Radio. Well, Helena, we're going to be back next week with another very fun show. And I wanted to mention also what we're going to have. I just wanted to mention what we're going to do the rest of the month. Next week, we have Monty Roberts, which is just going to be a lot of fun. The following week, we have The Father of the Horse Boy. The the, the Horse Boy has been a book and a movie. It's a very inspirational story, and we thought it would be perfect for the week before Christmas. And we can't wait to talk to him. And then the following week, Christmas week, we're actually doing a show with the four co-hosts of the uh, uh, four regular co-hosts of the Horse Radio Network, Samantha, Chris, Helene, and I will just be on chit-chatting about our Christmases, the Christmases we've had in the past, traditions. It's just going to be a fun sort of reminiscing Christmas show. Mm-hmm. And then the next week, we're doing our special end of the year show where we talk about what, none other. It's, this show will come out on the 1st. So we're going to be talking about, this was your idea. I know it was. Uh, New Year's resolutions, our horsey New Year's resolution, not just ours, but those of our horses as well. We want to hear what you guys are committing to for 2010. Well, that's great. All right, then let's... Um... Let's wrap it up here, Helena. We'll be back next week. We hope you enjoyed our picks. And we'll be back next week with Monty Roberts. Oh, wait. (laughs) Again? No, I promised myself (laughs) no blooper reels. I promised myself. You know what? I'm done. No more. I'm not doing the scoop anymore. I quit. (laughs) Helena, just say we'll be back next week with the scoop. Well, you were supposed you were setting me up and you filled in and said, we'll be back next week with Monty Roberts. And then I was waiting for with the scoop. Well, how am I supposed to know I'm supposed to say with the scoop? (laughs) We'll be back next week with Monty Roberts. And the scoop. (laughs) Swore no bloopers this week. You did good up till then. (laughs) I was so ready for an even... All right, here's a little one of your another favorite songs to take us out, everybody. Bon Jovi. Here we go.